Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So, ladies and gentlemen, Marissa O'Neill is about to come on and bring some fire. Oh my gosh, some fire and empower you to embody your greatness, to actually activate your greatest possible self. She has a ton of tools and wisdom, and it's going to be a blast of a conversation. So make sure you stay tuned. Let's also talk to you, world changer, who wants to make an even bigger impact. I'm here to support you however I can. Number one, if that's coming on the 12-hour marathon as a guest to get your message out to our audience, we'd love to support you in doing that. Number two, if it's helping you start your own podcast, your own platform, and make an even bigger impact in the world like that, I'm looking forward to that as well. Or if there's anything else that you see I could support you with, definitely let's connect. Send a message. Let's start a conversation and see what we can create together. What are the possibilities of us growing together and being and becoming our GPS? Send me an email, chris at beyourgps.com. That's B-E-Y-O-U-R-G-P-S.com. Chris at beyourgps.com. Instagram at I am millionaire Chris. Facebook dot com forward slash th3 burns whichever platform you're most excited and most at home connecting on would love to connect with you there and have a conversation looking forward to talking soon keep growing into your greatest possible self and we're going to keep this awesome conversation going with an itunes review of the week because hey i couldn't do this without the guests especially in number two without you out there listening. So I really appreciate you tuning in. And we have Bulletproof Bowdy who said, Chris is contagious. The host has big energy and it's inspiring. The way he shows up is impressive and he has a great array of guests. I appreciate that, Bulletproof Bowdy. And if you want to give us a review, if you want to stay connected to becoming your greatest possible self, to get all the latest updates and greatness, definitely listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's iTunes, whether that is Apple, it's soon to be Apple Podcasts because iTunes is going away, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts podcast love on uh definitely subscribe there so you can get all the latest episodes we release an episode just about every single day and if you want to give us feedback we love when you do that uh just go to beergps.com forward slash itunes and you can let us know what you love about the show what you want to see more of and how we can keep growing and serving you even more thanks so much in advance for doing that now i'm going to introduce marissa in just a sec here before that though Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because this is going to be some transformational-ish that blows your mind. And I had an amazing conversation, amazing session with her yesterday. Freaking epic. So if you want to hear about that, make sure you stay tuned all the way through till the end because I have no idea what's going to come out in this conversation, but I know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be epic because I had uh, just such a wonderful experience with her. So make sure you stay tuned, okay? We're going to introduce Marissa and then we'll bring her on the screen. Marissa O'Neill is an award-winning author, heart and soul alchemist, and embodiment coach. 
She sees the highest and most aligned truth in people and situations and uses this superpower gift to unravel the masks, distortions, and fear within souls. It is Marissa's greatest joy to empower women like you to reclaim your power, speak your truth, and emanate your light in the world. Her mission is to activate the light within every soul she meets so you can remember how to source your own freedom, love, joy, and bliss. Marissa has traveled the world to study with various indigenous cultures and has had the honor of being mentored by incredible medicine women, shamans, healers, and teachers from differing cultures and varying expertise. She has returned to the United States to bring back the wisdom from ancient traditions to help humanity wake up while honoring and preserving the earth. And we are blessed to have her here with us today. I'm going to transition the screen and we're going to get this party started. Marissa, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? Let's rock it. Boom, we're now rocking it live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Marissa, thank you so much for being here and sharing with our audience your wisdom, your experience, your journey. I, I super appreciate you. It's an honor. Thank you for, uh, for having me here. Absolutely. So we're going to dive right into the theme of today, which is unapologetically authentic. Marissa, what does that mean to you? How has it showed up in your life? Uh, what does unapologetically mean um, to un you? Yeah, unapologetically authentic. Uh, so what I have learned in my own journey is that being unapologetically authentic is the only way to live. Mm. Um, and the healing journey that I personally have been on and that I hold the space for others to be on is to unravel, you know, the masks and distortions that we learn as children um, to fit into society, to fit a mold, to be like other people, um, which is the absolute opposite of being authentic. Um, mm. So I love bringing the authenticity from, you know, from within people and allow them to express that for the real world. Mm. I love it. I love it. Juicy. Juicy. I love it. So uh, I mentioned your intro a little bit in the beginning. You just touched on it right now. And in your own words, let's talk about who are you, what do you stand for, and what do your clients come to you for? No, oh, that's a great question. Um, one of my biggest gifts is the space that I hold for people. Mm. And a lot of people have gone through trauma, abuse, um, toxic relationships, toxic situations and experiences. And my passion is really holding the space for people to let those wounds go. Um, we have imprints from early childhood. Um, sorry about that. I guess we're doing a little construction in the background. Um, <laughs> but it's not too loud. Uh, so it's about holding the space for the imprints that we had during our early childhood. Mm. It's about going back and clearing those wounds so that we can free ourselves energetically so we stop repeating the same patterns over and over and over again, right? So that's my gift is really freeing people up to then embody their truest selves. Um, and, uh, sorry. <laughs> that. Um, and really just allowing, giving people the freedom that they deserve, giving them the life that they deserve and unraveling the unconscious patterns that they're unaware of that are actually creating their reality today. Mm. Mm. So good. And I love that there's these things that we've been uh, imprinted with, 
whether it's, I think even before birth, we can have these imprintings from, you know, our, our DNA, our genes, things like that. And especially in those formative years, zero to seven, and even beyond that, like there's things that have shaped who we are as, as a identity that we've taken on, beliefs, uh, patterns, things like that, that aren't necessarily our highest and uh, deepest truths. So to be able to heal from that would create so much more freedom, so much more ability to create our reality, uh, power, happiness, joy, lightness, peace. And I, I, I really love that you are a catalyst for all of those. Beautiful. It's incredible. Cool. So let's go back into the journey because we want to get a little bit more connected with you. And uh, I've heard your journey before, and I, I always love hearing more about people's journey because we can always go deeper. We can always you know, get a bigger, clearer picture. So let's go back and, and tell us where it really all began for you becoming this, this uh, I know you're a, uh, what is it, a soul surgeon, basically. You said you're like a, a, a spirit sur surgeon so that you're able to really work on people in that aspect. You uh, are an embodiment coach. You went through a lot of like medicine in the traditional sense of the Western world. And today you, you're like really tying it all together. Uh, so take us back on that journey and, and how yeah. did it all unfold for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you the quick version. There's a lot. Um, but the quick version is I, I started my career in medicine. Um, mm -hmm. So I was a medical director um, in New York City on the Upper West Side, and I managed the healthcare of actors, actresses, professional athletes, and high-level execs. Um, and at that point, I thought I wanted to become an orthopedic surgeon, so that was my career path. Um, and what I learned as medical director is I really loved the journey that I took people through. So I had about 200 members that I was responsible for managing their healthcare and working with a variety of um, different physicians, um, supporting their care and their health and their well-being. And so I loved working with them during their ups, like their celebrations, their wins. And I loved working with them when they were down and I could really be there to hold them and support them to lift them back up again. So I sort of learned through that that, again, I love the journey, the journey that we're all on right? Called life. And so fast forward, um, I had sort of hit a glass ceiling in the company and I was searching for something, but I wasn't quite sure what. And so the universe sort of stepped in. I believe the universe steps in when we aren't ready to make a big radical change or we're not seeing the signs in our life. And so I ended up having an accident and I fell and I hit my head and I broke all the bones around my eye orbit. Um, and they were fractured and displaced. So if I didn't have immediate surgery, I would have lost my eyesight. Um, and so knowing what I know now, I got my master's in psychosomatics later, is I wasn't seeing that I was, you know, in the wrong job, in the wrong city, dating the wrong guy. Like everything in my life just needed to change. Mm -hmm. So um, I left the country, went and traveled the world for six months, did a lot of deep soul searching, came back and started over. Um, and the big thing for me was that was a big deal. Um, because at the age of 24, I had really achieved the American dream. You know, like what 24-year-old wouldn't want to be living in, in New York City on the Upper West Side, on Central Park, you know, working with famous actors, actors that you see on the big screens today. Um, you know, just having this life and being invited to all these big events and parties and celebrations. And I was miserable. So that sort of became a, a common theme. It was like I was seeking and achieving 
all these things outside of myself and I wasn't happy. So I sort of built that up again when I came back to the U.S. after six months traveling and moved to California. And I took a job working with professional athletes and built a consumer brand of that same business model. So bringing like high level CEOs and executives the you know the best treatment around mindset, nutrition, movement, and recovery, um, and really providing them with the best possible care, um, so they can compete at the game of life at a really high level. Um, and again, I had you know created an amazing life. I was living on the beach in Santa Monica. I was dating this you know amazing guy. His dad was a movie producer, um, and just you know had this freedom to travel. And I was running this company and um, helping run the company. It was amazing. And then when we switched from consumer to corporate, we went into working with Google, Intel, and LinkedIn and bringing wellness into the corporate world. Um, something sort of switched in me and it was like I lost that passion because the company became more about making money than about helping people, uh, right? And so I, I had a skiing accident. A lot of physical things happened to me. So I had a skiing accident and a torsion ligament in my knee. And the quick version of this, and if you go to my website, you can read the whole, like a whole chapter about the experience. But essentially, um, I ended up healing my knee in 45 minutes without touching it, um, which like isn't possible. It wasn't possible according to the consciousness level that I was at at that point. I was mm. 28 years old, um, you know, went, you know, was in medicine and living sort of that, like believe in science and research and facts and I didn't believe in this like unseen energy thing um, until it happened to me. And it really questioned everything that I believed to be true in the world. Mm. Um, it really like shattered my belief system and it really got me to, to like question everything from that point. You know, I think in my life up until that point, I had taken everything at face value and believed what people told me. And when that happened, it was like, whoa, like, mm. you know, if, if this isn't true, you know, if this is possible, then what else is possible? And so that led me on a journey of self-discovery where I ended up leaving my job. I wrote a book with my dad. Um, we won an award, um, did a lot of healing through that journey. Um, the book is called Coastal Inspirations, Drawing Beauty and Meaning from the Sea. And it was really a, a, a deep dive into healing myself, healing my relationship with my father and really our relationship with our family really brought our family close together as well. Um, and then from there it was, okay, now I need to build a business. You know, so how am I going to, it became about how am I going to help people? So I got my Reiki master certification, got my master's in psychosomatics, did a forensic healing certification, um, did a lot of different, you know, certifications to really understand about energy. And I became a medium, um, learning how to be a pure conduit to people to clear energy um, that's stuck in their body. And uh, so it's developed over the years, but essentially is, you know, you alluded to, I do psychic surgery. So, you know, I now work predominantly with women. Um, I can work with men as well, um, as you sort of have seen. Um, and it's really about going in energetically and clearing the imprint that we, you know, we inhabited as a young child um, because something was traumatic and it was like we embedded a belief into our body that isn't true. It was a learned behavior, something that we learned from our outside environment. And so I support people in really going in, you know, tapping into those beliefs that are very limiting, holding you back in life today, clearing those energetically, and then empowering people 
to really choose to show up differently for themselves. Um, so it's replacing that negative belief that's holding them back with a positive belief that's going to move them forward and that's more aligned with their truth mm. and it's aligned with the vision that they have for their life and where they want to go and move forward in it's beautiful. I love it. And um, I said, you know, soul surgery and you said psychic yeah. surgery. I don't yeah, know if I said I that like earlier. I like soul surgery. I like them both. I like them both. Um, but I also wanted to say to the person out there who's like, psychic surgery, what? You know, and like a little bit intimidated by that. Can you explain that a little bit more and how that links up with the uh, imprints and why why psychic? Why that particular word? Yeah, it's... um. You know, I mean, and you can call it so. So you can call it whatever you want. I, it's um because I can see. So we all, we're all healers, right? We're all mediums. We all have this ability to tap into this unseen energetic world. Um, and a lot of us were conditioned to not believe it, to not see it, to not tap into it because of the infinite potential that it has. Mm. And so I can see things and feel things. Um, and know things that aren't like visible or tangible in this world. Um, you can call them the clair, you know, clair audience, clair sentient, clair, you know. Um, so I can energetically tap into your body and feel where the density is, feel where the imprint is of where that belief is, and then energetically clear it. And we clear it together, right? So the way that I work with clients is online like this, so that we're both tapping into this universal source energy um, so it's not like i'm really doing anything for you it's just i'm helping you connect to your own pure source consciousness so that you can learn how to clear it by yourself and i'm holding the space for you pointing out you know asking you you know what happened at a certain age like what happened to you at age eight and you're coming up with that belief so it's it's kind of like we're almost detectives together and I'm just holding the space to ask you questions to create awareness for you of what's going on and where that belief came from. And I reflect and mirror back what you say and maybe not be aware of. And so it's not that I have some like godly power that you don't. It's that you haven't been trained or that's not your gift to tap into. And it's my gift to hold space for you to come to that awareness on your own. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And I think... Um, how how would you describe it? Because you experienced it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the one thing that I wanted to highlight about what you said is that we are all already connected to source and to our highest truth, so to speak, and being led by that. So it's just tuning in and tapping in and being present um, to that. And you're amazing at facilitating that and asking the questions to be able to say, what what is my highest truth? What were the things that happened to me? What did I make it mean? And how can I let that go? How can I um, dissolve that, release that, and reprogram that new space that just got opened up because I was willing to go back and feel it and experience it and let it go? And now what do I want to put back in it? And I think that that's an important part because like working with you, people get to see what has been blocking them. Um, so I think that's super important. And I also know that a big part of your work is empowering people to just embody what right. they just broke through and discovered and now are 
reintegrating into themselves, so to speak, like a muscle, like really uh, mastering the muscle, this new muscle that they, or maybe not new, but <laughs> uncovered muscle uh, that they just rediscovered. And I know that's super important too. Yeah, the way I work, um, and I love you sort of, you reiterated as well, is, is all I'm really doing, right, mm -hmm. without diminishing what I'm doing, is I'm holding the space mm -hmm. for people, right? And it's what we create in the space that is up to both of us, but mainly you. Yeah. Right? I'm just facilitating that space. Um, and then what I have found that works is it's a combination of, so it's two pillars that I work mm -hmm. with clients. One is clearing the energy and the, the imprint from early childhood, the unconscious imprint that's holding you back, right? That's the first step. And then it's the embodiment of choosing differently, right? Without the embodiment, which is what you're doing, I can't do that for you. I can hold your hand. I can support you. I can be your cheerleader. I can reflect and ask questions um, and hold you accountable. But that's all on you. Right. So it's really these two pillars that go hand in hand. And it's I hold space for people over, you know, generally six, nine or 12 months. So I hold them in a container lovingly for them to really create the space to see all the patterns, all the beliefs, all the things that I'm holding them back so that we can clear them together slowly so that as we clear, they replace and embody. Yeah. Right. And then we go clear and we replace and embody clear. And so it's over and over again, like a muscle, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole people in the container for a long period of time because it's, it's like learning how to walk. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're crawling and you're stumbling around, you're going to fall. You're going to, you know, hit your head. You're going to stumble. You're going to want to give up. And I'm there to hold that space for you to, to fail, to fall, to stumble, to try new things and love you through the process. So that by the end of that process, by the end of perhaps nine or 12 months, it's like, wow, you are completely free. You can hold the space for yourself and you can hold the space for others as well. If you want, like your partner, right? Your romantic partner, your friends, your family, you now have the capacity to be able to recognize when something's holding someone back. So I want to dive into what embody means and yeah. how can we know if we are embodying something or not embodying. Uh, that's a great question. So, you know, a lot of us uh, on this transformational self-help um, growth path is we, we're seekers, right? We seek more knowledge, more information, new ways of being, doing, acting. And that's amazing. And that's like the first step, right, is, is recognizing that you want something different and going after and learning about it. So that's excellent. And the biggest gap that I see is people become addicted to the seeking part and the learning knowledge and information. And it's like, they read, yeah, they, I can see it and say it because I've been there and done that. Right. Everything that I share, I've gone through it. Um, and it's a perpetual process of, of embodying it. And, and I also want to say, like, there's no judgment in that. Like, I totally have grace and compassion and space for myself, too, going through that phase, thinking that I always needed something outside of myself 
to to be fulfilled and if i wasn't like investing in something or something like that you know i I wasn't i wasn't doing enough and it's like okay dude you are enough as you are you're more than enough you're divinely infinitely overflowingly abundant spirit so just own it okay thank you (laughs) it'll get you to a certain point so it's exactly what you need to a certain point and then the question is at that point are you going to choose something different or are you going to continue on that path right Mm. Um, and so the, once you have all this information, like our consciousness expands, right? What we're aware of expands, right? And our body is really dense. Our body is the last thing to catch up to us, um, up to our consciousness level. And so embodiment is really choosing to practice replacing the old negative limiting beliefs with something that's more positive and get you in that direction right so it's you know choosing that you know if you you know if you're an emotional eater right and you go to the freezer and you have all these negative thoughts of like don't eat that cake don't eat that cake don't eat that cake you're gonna get Mm. fat you're all these negative feelings right you know the question is are you gonna actually continue to talk to yourself like that Mm. right because whether you eat the cake or not you fed your brain, your mind, your body with all this negative self-talk. It's not about cake. It's about how you're treating yourself. And so the beginning process is becoming aware of what you're actually saying to yourself. Um, you know, and then it's, you know, choosing in that moment to stop abusing yourself. Really, mm-hmm. you're yelling, you're abusing like that little inner, you know, that little girl inside of you. Mm-hmm. So then in that moment, you're choosing to stop. And then you can consciously choose to replace that thought with a better thought, right? Of like why you're, you know, you're choosing to emotionally eat because of feeling a void. Mm. So the, that void in you is really, you want to be loved. So how can you love yourself? Right. So you're shifting that mindset from, you know, you're horrible. You're going to get fat. Like don't eat that cake to, I love you. And I'm going to go instead of, you know, eat that cake. I'm going to go outside and walk in the sunshine because I love walking in nature and it really fills me up. Mm. Right? So now all of a sudden we replace something of you're filling a void with food mm. and you're talking bad about yourself with now you're filling yourself up with love through inexperience in nature because that fills you up. Does that make sense? So that's the embodiment of it versus the, you know, she knows that she shouldn't eat it. She knows that she shouldn't talk bad about herself, but she can't stop changing those thoughts. So that's the knowledge and the awareness versus the embodiment. It's it's incredible. And I also, what came to my mind is um, if you are embodying whatever you have broken through or the lesson, whatever it might be, um, you can eat the cake without judging yourself. You can say, hey, there's nothing wrong with eating this cake. I appreciate myself. I love myself. I take care of myself. I go to the gym. I'm an amazing human being. I'm full of love. I I go out in the sun. I take these walks. And I love cake. And there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with eating this. So I'm going to have this. I'm going to enjoy it fully. I'm going to give myself total permission to indulge because I deserve this. I'm an amazing human being. And I'm constantly working on my health, my wellness, and just making sure I'm filled up with love. So this is deserved. It's it's uh, perfect, you know. And instead of, I think what, what the worst part is, is when people eat when they're feeling guilty and ashamed and they're trying to fill themselves up with it, uh, then that's when it's not a serving habit and you're not embodying uh, whatever the transformation is. 
Right. It's the intention behind what you're doing. Doesn't matter what you're doing. It's the intention mm. behind it. If you mm. starve yourself and live off of green juices, you know that's not healthy because now you're starving yourself and depriving yourself of nutrients just mm. because you want to lose weight or whatever that reason. So it's the it's the reasoning behind it, mm. the intention behind it, the why, rather than what you're doing. Mm. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, I know in in our session, like we went back and cleared some of those those uh, programs and that energy, and like then we opened up a space for me to really love myself. And um, the embodiment practice for me, correct me if I'm wrong, was uh, if ever any thoughts came up, any unworthiness or anything like that, um, I would notice it and ask, where is that coming from? Um, what what version of me, what age of me needs love, needs, needs to just be nurtured and held and say, hey, it's okay. You're safe. You're protected. You're loved. You're more than enough. Um, and that's how I can be embodying the space that we opened up because we cleared, but like the stuff is still going to get triggered. Uh, like it's interesting because the clearing creates the, the awareness, right? Creates the awareness that it was there. And then living life, like things will naturally show me and illuminate this new awareness and remind me, Hey, this is, you just cleaned this, this, it's still kind of like a fresh wound. You got to keep healing it. You got to keep, you know, uh, nurturing it and giving it that love. And then as I do that, then it becomes less and less of a, a trigger until I don't know if, if there's a permanent healing or not, but <laughs> ideally at some point it's not, it doesn't have any charge over us anymore. Right. Right. And that's the key, right? Is when nothing has a charge, then it has no mm. control over us. And then we're, we're fully in our power and our truth, right? Not, not impacted by what happens external. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is our, what is our highest truth and our highest alignment? What does that mean? Um, it's different for everyone, mm -hmm. right? So it's really like what serves me in this moment, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, I teach people, I don't feel like we did this yesterday with you. I did this with a client earlier today. Um, is teaching people. It's actually a really good exercise for people watching. Um, my intention today was to give people like small digestible nuggets to actually go and practice. Let's do it. Um, that's the embodiment piece. So um, is actually asking your body, right? We have a difficult time. Our head and our, like our mind is so um, controlling and it wants to figure things out for us. Mm. Whereas our body and our soul like know the answers, but we usually allow the mind to overpower right the heart and so this exercise drops you into your body and it allows the wisdom of the body to come through so um if you i don't know if you want to stand up right now probably not stand up right now but essentially <laughs> people who are listening want to stand up right now yeah. um so the two feet are flat on the ground mm -hmm. and if you want to ask yourself um, you're essentially going to ask your, your body a question and you want to ask it a question that you are unattached to the outcome, hmm. right? So, you know, my client that I just worked with right before this call is she had an event tonight, right? And she wasn't sure if she was going to go or not. She was going to talk to her friends, like, and they were going to see if they're going to go last minute. I go, well, okay, stand up. Let's ask your body. And so we asked her body, is it in your soul's highest and most aligned truth to attend this event tonight? Hmm. Um, and she asked her body, I'll take you through the exercise. And it was like, her body said, yes. Hmm. And so she was, and then, so she was like, 
oh, so I'll ask my friend if she wants to go. I go, no, you just ask your body if you're going to go. Your soul, your body said it's in your highest most aligned truth to go. You're so going. you're going to go. You want to listen, right? <laughs> you don't listen to what your body said. If you ask it and then you don't listen, it's like telling a child, you know, we're going to go to Disneyland today. And then like nighttime goes, mommy or daddy, what about Disneyland? Oh, no, we're not going today. Uh, right? So it's like... <laughs> You know, you're developing, this is about developing a relationship with yourself, yeah. right? We only have ourselves to answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people do things to please other people or to impress other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we neglect ourselves. And so this exercise, um, if you want to stand up right now, going back into this, if you want to ask your body what a yes looks and feels like to you. And just, I have people close their eyes and ask a question. Sometimes your body will move. Sometimes it'll be a feeling deep inside. So it's about asking the question and then creating the space to allow deep listening to occur. Mm. Right? So some people's like belly will expand or contract versus a yes or no. Um, So after you ask it a yes, then you want to ask your body, you know, please show me what a no looks and feels like. Mm. Right. And then your body may may move forward, it may move backward, it may tense up. It's up to you to listen to what your body's response to no is, yeah. creating that sacred space. And then you know, right? Once you get comfortable with asking it, what does a yes look like and feel like? And what does a no look and feel like? Then you ask it a simple question that you're unattached to, that has no significance um, if you do it or not, right? So something that I like to start people with is food. Right? Like, is it in my soul's highest and most aligned truth to, you know, to have fish tonight? Yes or no? Mm. And, you, and you create that space for deep listening and you trust. If your body says no, you trust. And then you ask a different question. Is it in my soul's highest, most aligned truth to have a salad? Tonight? Yes or no? Create the space and you listen. And the big thing is, is you do that. If your body says it wants a salad, you go have a salad. Right? Wow. And I... So something I want to touch on is like, this is a ongoing practice to develop yeah. this connection in this relationship with your body. Cause you can do it once or twice, but like, what good is that to really being in the most alignment and discovering and being connected to your highest truths? Cause I think the highest truth is like, where do we turn for answers? Where do we turn to find the truth? Well, we don't turn outside. We turn in. Right. We we right. listen. And that's that's like where, where we can constantly go and build that reliance on ourselves and our soul and our source to be able to, to create that guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important. Like a client earlier this morning, you know, I asked her, what do you, you know, what's your intention for today? And she just came back and she's like, well, what, what do you think I should do today? And I just was like, no, you can't give me your power. Mm-mm. I'm holding the space for you. You're doing the work. We're, we're going inside to go outside. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, this exercise is really about, um, it's about exercising the muscle, mm. right? The more you ask your body simple questions that don't have much significance, mm. um, like in terms of an impact, the more you're going to trust your body. You're going to trust listening to this deep inner feeling and this deep inner voice. Mm. And then you can ask it bigger questions, right? Like I asked my body, I was living in Australia four months ago. <laughs> and I asked my body, is it in my soul's highest, most aligned truth to move to Kauai? It said, yes, I booked my flight. I'm here, right? Wow. I have that trust and knowing within myself that my body and soul are the ones guiding my journey. Mm. 
right? Again, I don't recommend you start with that question, um, but you build up to it. You build and develop that trust in that, in that relationship with yourself. What uh, is, does it hurt or is it, um, when you have a question that you're emotionally attached to, is it bad to ask it in the beginning because you'll, you'll want to have a specific answer and does that affect how you listen to your body and how you communicate with your body? Yeah, it's, um, I wouldn't use the word bad or hurt. Um, I would, I wouldn't start you there because you may not listen to the truth. You may do what your mind or heart wants you to. So it's easier to start with questions that you're unattached to because you're open. Beautiful. Beautiful. And one thing I notice I do, and you've helped illuminate for me, is uh, make judgments about things. Can you can you illuminate what that is, what I'm doing, or how that happens in, in people's lives and how it can um, take away their, their power, disconnect them from their source, from their highest truth? Yeah, judgment is, uh, it comes from an insecurity deep mm. within you. Um, so if we project our insecurities onto someone else. Um, it, sometimes it doesn't feel as bad. Um, but when we're, if you're judging someone else of like, oh, wow, they're successful, but I don't agree with you know, X, Y, Z or whatever it is, it's, um, there's a, a judgment around it. That one is more, there's got a little bit of jealousy in it. It depends. Can you give me a specific example? Because speaking like generally is a bit harder speaking. Yeah. Because I can actually break down. I think I broke down for you yesterday. I know I broke down a lot of things today. Yeah, yeah. One, each of them. One of them was I was asking: um, Is it better to say this language of all the time, or is it better to say um, even more? Like, uh, or I'm I'm completely clear. Is it is it better to use the language of I'm completely clear forever or something like that, or uh, even more, going even more deeper? Because is it possible to even go all the time or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So the, there's a but. So even even more is a judgment of like it's not enough. Mm. You have to go even further. Um, what was the other one? A lot of so when I speak, it's not me speaking. It's what comes through, and it comes through all at once. So can you say the completely something earlier? Yeah, it's like um, all, like I don't know if it was all the time or um, basically even more or com completely done. Like, is it possible to be completely is done? Yeah, to be completely. So there's a belief in there that it's not possible. Mm. When you're asking, is it possible? There's a belief within you that says it's not possible. Right. And then so the work is going back and figuring out where does that belief come from? Because that's an imprint, most likely from early childhood. Mm. So it's discovering that early memory of where that comes from, clearing it. And then when that similar conversation comes up in the future, mm. when you begin to say, is that possible? You then stop yourself and, and be like, yes, this is possible. Mm. I believe this is possible. Right. And you need to, we talked yesterday, I think about like faking it till you make it. Hmm. Um, sometimes we do need to fake it till we make it and think positive thoughts. Hmm. Um, you're at a, we're all in different parts of our journey. You're at a point where you get to feel it. Yeah. So it's about feeling it. And then you're exuding that as your truth. And then the energy in the universe reflects that back to you. Hmm. 
So you don't need to fake it till you make it anymore. You get to embody it. That's mm. the work that you're doing right now. Mm. Mm. I love it. And one of the, you, you gave me a suggestion yesterday uh, to remind me to embody it even more. Uh, can you share what what strategies we might be able to use or do to embody our our new learnings and the new breakthroughs, new truths? Or yeah, one thing I love to do with clients um, in the beginning of working with them is um, I want to say affirmations. It's not the typical kind of affirmation because a lot of times affirmations are like you're going to say something that you don't resonate and feel. Mm. Right? Um, I love, love, love Louise Hay. I have so much reverence and respect for her. And I feel like a lot of people use her affirmations um, the wrong way or just in a way that's not actually going to support them. So what I, what I do with clients usually in the first session or two um, is work through, like we work through whatever it was that you wanted to clear yesterday. Mm. We came up with your affirmation. It was organic. Right. Right? I don't remember what your affirmation was. However, it's, um, you, you felt and connected with your affirmation, mm. right? So it's, um, it's easier when I'm working with clients for people who are listening right now is if you can connect with something that you are really passionate about and that you are striving towards that you want to embody, but maybe you're not quite there or you're not quite there a hundred percent. I would use that. You can call it a statement. Um, if you want to get away from affirmations is use that statement as a reminder of who you are and who you are becoming. Mm. Right. So, you know, I like to start it with, I am. Um, so you can, you know, start it with, I am, and then whatever it is that you're passionately, you know, becoming and embodying. And so what I recommend is if you want to put it as a meeting reminder on your calendar, um, every hour, sort of during the work day. Um, so you can do it every hour if you want. It depends. Um, sometimes matter career oriented or personal oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually like from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, it's just a one minute reminder. So if you want to put like, I am loved, right? Or I am loved. Um, you just put it in as a meeting reminder on Monday at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 p.m., 1 p.m., all the way to 5 p.m., mm-hmm. and you just put the um, it's a repeat every day. And then that way you're going through your day. Maybe you get a little stressed out. Maybe, you, you know, some fear creeps in, and then your meeting reminder pops up at the exact perfect time just mm-hmm. to remind you of, oh, yeah, I am loved. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's sort of, it's like take a minute or take a second and just breathe that in, I am loved. And then it's like your stress kind of melts away. Right. And so it's, that's just an, you know, you'll see it about four or five times a day. And over the course of the weeks and months, you know, you will begin to embody it because you're reminded of it constantly. Yeah. And it's, it's like, um, seeing it come up on your screen over and over again, someone might think that it's not that big of a deal and it won't make that much of of a difference, but it's like the compound effect. It's, it's Mm -hmm. the reinforcement. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we were talking about this on our session yesterday, but, um, basically shrinking the normal like reaction time of whatever the old pattern was. It's like, once you become aware, then the whole objective is to minimize, minimize, minimize until there's no more of that negative response or reaction anymore. And you're actually in the positive response because you've chosen it so many times. It's unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's gold. I love it. Um, what else have you seen really make a big difference? Any other gold nuggets that uh, have been really true for you or working really well for your clients? Something that you want to uh, share with our audience? Yeah. Um, one thing that came up with a client last night um, is we have, so we have our breath, right? Yeah. We're not breathing. We're not alive. And so many people that I work with, they're high achievers, right? They've, you know, they've got a lot on their plate. They're, you know, running their own business. It's super successful. They've got, some of them have partners, some of them have kids. And it's like they're carrying and wearing all these hats and they get stressed out, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I can't handle it all. Um, And it's like, you're not meant to. Mm -hmm. So what I love to do is teach people how to use their breath. Um, and so there's a lot of different ways that you can use it, but something super simple that, you know, all the listeners out here can listen to and do right now is, you know, go put your feet out in the earth, bare feet, right? Bare feet on the ground, on the grass, close your eyes and breathe, right? So you can breathe up through the soles of your feet. So you're breathing in from the earth's core up through the bottom, the soles of your feet. You're breathing it up through your legs, your knees, your thighs, your hips, your spine, your torso, your neck. Breathing it all the way up to the sky. Hold that for a four count. And then you're going to exhale really loudly. All the stress, all the burden, all the anxiety, all the overwhelm out of your body and into Mother Earth. Right? You're returning it to her, essentially saying, I can't do this on my own. I need your support. Yeah. Will you support? Yeah. You know, so I have, I usually advise clients to do it when they're coming home from work and they're transitioning into their home life. Mm. Um, you know, if you work at home, it's the same transition. You just go outside, put your feet on the earth, do the breathing exercise, and then come back inside and be by yourself or with your family or your loved ones. Um, you know, do that three times, five times, 10 times. You only have time for once you're going to feel different, right? And again, it's the intention behind what you do that's important. It's not the act itself. Mm. So if you just do deep breathing and you don't have an intention behind it, it's not going to be as powerful or as impactful. But if you really have the intention of like you're exhausted, you have no energy, you're drained at the end of the day, you're bringing the energy up from the earth through your body to fill you up, up to the sky, connecting to source energy, and then exhaling all the crap, all the overwhelming anxiety and the stress out of your body back into Mother Earth and asking for help, asking for support. The universe and the earth want to support us. We just think that we're, you know, all powerful and that we can do it ourselves. We can't. <laughs> or or we, we um, pretend like we're alone and yeah. that the support isn't there. Yeah. 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 It's powerful. Uh, I know you have a background in, in um, you know, medicine and like the, the medical world, so to speak. What advantage or what gifts has that given to you in um, knowing mo- both about the anatomy as well as the spirituality? Yeah, I feel like um, I'm really grateful for my upbringing. I'm really grateful for, you know, my parents sort of forcing me into the education world yeah. um, a bit. Um it's really given me a, a foundation of the understanding of the human body, how it works, the science behind it. So I'm able to really, I feel like I'm a bridge. Mm-hmm. I'm a bridge for people from that world, from the medical world, from the corporate world to 
bridge that gap mm. into energy, spirituality. It's really just consciousness, right? I yeah. feel like spirituality is beginning to become a little bit cultish, a little bit mm. like restrictive, mm. just like other religions. And so it, I can, I can speak the gamut to people. Um, so it really allows my breadth of knowledge and expertise. I can meet people where they're at on mm. this journey. And it gives a level of trust, I think, to people who, who aren't that far along in their awakening journey mm. um, to, oh, okay, you understand it. You used to be like me and now you're very different. You seem a lot happier and you seem a lot freer. So like, I want, I want what you have. Um, so I feel like this, it gives me that, that freedom, that trust and that credibility that I think is missing in the healing world. Mm, um, so I'm really, really grateful. And, um, yeah, yeah and I, it was, I, I'm on the planet myself. It was, it was cool too, because, um, going through the session yesterday, heard you say like speaking to the specific parts of my body. Like, I don't remember, um, all the specific things that you said, but I remember you, you saying mitochondria, right? Like the mitochondria. I'm like, what the, f-? <laughs> you know, like I heard that in biology class in like 11th grade or whatever, you know, 10th grade. And I'm like, and it's so cool because the more awareness and the more different dimensions, aspects, and um, distinctions I can be aware of in my own body and speak to, the more like power I have. You know, the more connected I am, more aware I am, and I think it's it's super important for people to be to be curious about their own biology, their own anatomy, because this is the this is the vessel that we've been given. Like it's in everybody's highest and best interest to be curious, at least, you know, I would say to at least to a foundational level, but what is foundational? Like the more we discover, the, the more empowered we are, the more equipped we are about our biology and anatomy and chemistry, I think. Um, so yeah. it's, it was just, it was such a blast, you know, like getting that, <laughs> that aha with you yesterday. Oh God, oh God. And we all have our own gifts, right? So like, these are my gifts and I then go out and hire people who have different gifts mm-hmm. and I don't expect them to be knowledgeable in my area of expertise. Right. And I think that's, what's so great about the world today is that mm-hmm. we can, you know, outsource people um, and experiences and things that we don't know much about. So we can learn more about for ourselves, for our soul's growth. 100%. What does, um, how do you, how do you wield, Alchemy and creation. Tell us a little bit more about that. Alchemy, creation, manifestation. Tell us your relationship with that and, and how we can activate that in our own lives. Uh, yeah, you want to ask a little more specifically? Because <laughs> that's a really general... Yeah. Yeah, well, I think like when it comes to creating our reality, I, I like to think of anything you want to be, do, or have. You can go create that. You can create whatever you want. So I just wanted to hear your take on, you know, transmuting what we've got to to create more, or you know, just whatever whatever comes up for you, whatever is inspiring for you in those in in that realm. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it really comes that back down to the foundation of the work that I do, right? Yeah. It's it's about clearing any limiting belief where you can't have what you want, hmm. right? It's what's unconscious within you that you're not aware of. It's digging deep to discover what that is mm. and then clearing it so that that is possible. Right. Mm. Um, so for me, the alchemy is the, the embodiment of the transformation, mm. right? That's the art that I get to create with clients. 
Um, that's the, like, I love hearing, um, like, wins with clients. Like, I love them to, like, message me and be like, oh, my God, I had this breakthrough and this is what happened. Like, that's alchemy to me, hmm. right? That's, like, the best. That's better than winning the lottery to me because it's like, oh, my God, I've held the space for someone to transform and they've created their own alchemy. So it's, it's, for me, it's, uh, it's the space, it's the space that allows grace to come in for the alchemy to then bubble up and transform. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. So we talked about breath, like breath is super important to you. Um, what, what is the importance of acknowledging a like a higher power or something you you mentioned like you know mother earth and really asking for support from mother earth um how can we advance and evolve our relationship with with you know higher power something uh, the possibility that that exists that's bigger than us you know like tapping into that that power is there anything you'd recommend around that uh yeah, I, I kind of call it like playing with the universe, yeah. right? Is we, you know, we're this like little being. And if we feel like we are controlling or manipulating the way things move in the world, mm. things will be very restricted for us, right? It's when we choose to let go and surrender the control mm. that the universe can then orchestrate magic and miracles for us, right? So it's, it's for me it's teaching people how to play with the universe right it's so it's not it's removed from religion and it's more a we'll ask for something and see if the universe brings it to you mm. right but not from like an egotistical like i want a mercedes or something like that right it's um you know if you want to experience more joy in the world you know put forth that joy bring and exude and embody that joy and then have, have, like watch the universe then mirror that joy back to you that you've embodied. Hmm. If you don't embody something, you can't manifest it in your outer reality. Right? That's why the embodiment piece is so, so important. You know, people can be like, oh, I want, you know, I want to meet a partner. I want a million dollars. But until they, until they embody the person that they want to attract yep. or the vibration of the money that they want to attract, they're not going to attract it. And so like attracts like. So your inner universe, your inner world is a reflection of your outer reality, vice versa. It's like an infinity symbol. Mm. And so if you're not happy with what's in your outer reality, you've got to go in, play with it, shift it, choose to show up differently, embody it, and then watch the universe mirror that back to you. That's the fun. That's the play. Mm. I love it. I love it. So, so awesome. Um, was there anything that we didn't touch on yet that you really wanted to get to in this conversation? Because I know we've had an incredible conversation so far. I had an amazing session yesterday. By the way, everyone, if you haven't gotten the picture yet, have a conversation with Marissa. See what she can do to just ignite you, to awaken you, and empower you to really embody that freedom and peace. Because I, I got so much of that yesterday. Um, but is there anything else you really wanted to touch on? No, I just wanted to show up, play, be in service. If there's any other <laughs> questions you have, I'm happy to answer them. If there's any questions you have that you know the your audience you feel would benefit from hearing, I'm happy to answer. Mm. I just, yeah, my intention is to show up, serve, and play. 
You, you have fulfilled that in spades, Marissa. More than enough. <laughs> it's awesome. I appreciate you. You're just so, so uh, radiant. Awesome. Tons of fun. And I want to tell our audience how they can continue their journey with you. And what are the next steps that they can take to continue to evolve themselves? Yeah. Um, connect with me. Connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, you know, search Marissa O'Neill uh, on Facebook. On Instagram, it's Marissa O'Neill 22. Um, go to my website, marissaoneill.com, and uh, check it out. See if things resonate with you. There's free gifts and resources that I share there. Um, and right now I'm also offering free alignment calls. So if you know what you heard today resonates with you and you want to take your life to the next level, you want to work on your embodiment, I'm happy to have a chat with you and see if, um, working together would be a good fit. Hmm. Feels so good. I love it. I love it, Marissa. So everyone definitely connect with Marissa and Marissa O'Neill 22 is at the, the Instagram and Facebook, Facebook as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And we are in the final portion of this interview, which is the minute to win it. So Marissa, Marissa, there's someone out there who's listening, who might be struggling, who might not be embodying their greatest possible self in, in the way that they know they're capable of. What do you have to share with them through your heart? You are loved. You are worthy. And you deserve more. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. Yeah. Mm. So it. simple. So sweet. So <laughs> juicy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Marissa, thank you so much. You're incredible, beautiful, radiant light in this world. I appreciate you so much. It's been, a, it's been an honor. Thank you for, uh, for holding space and thanks for playing. Woohoo! Awesome. Have the best day ever, okay? From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day 
ever.